The Miss Pat show is Emmy nominated after just one season. The critically acclaimed smash hit BT Plus original series returns with a hilarious new season of grown folks comedy. This season, Miss Pat works through the pain of the past to be the best wife, mom, and sister she can be. That doesn't mean she plans to stop laughing or cussing. The Miss Pat Show, season two, streaming August 11th, only on BET Plus. To learn more, visit BET.plus. BET Plus, stream black culture. My, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, 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 and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So on today's episode, I want to talk about how it is okay for you to have whatever feelings you need to feel in this moment, in this season, about previous relationships. This came up because I was thinking about, and I had a conversation with someone, and I can't remember who who I was talking to, to to share the context, but I was talking with someone about a previous relationship that they've been a part of and how they have all this stress around the fact that they still have feelings for them. And that is such a common question that I get from people, from from my students, is it's either one or two things. Either they are really upset because there is an ex-relationship, an ex-friendship, an ex-family member that they used to be close to, that they still miss and they have a lot of intense passion around that relationship and they wish they didn't have it. And then on the other extreme, they have that same amount of intensity, but it's towards anger. It just keeps them up at night. They're just so resentful, so bitter, so rageful, and they are tired of holding it. And what they want is to not care anymore. They want to be be at a place where it's neutral. You know, I've said on previous episodes, and you may have heard from other teachers, that the opposite of love is not hate. It's neutrality. It's when you can walk into a room and there's no intensity either way, whether or not it is love or hate towards this person, but that they are just another person in the room. And so people really want that. We hear people all the time talk about ex-friendships or ex-relationships that they feel neutrality around, that they feel like they can still be friends with. And it makes you think, well, when I become a healthy person, then that means that I'm going to have that same amount of feelings or lack of feelings towards that person. I have to get to a place where I'm just cool with someone, where I can just be their friend. And And I just want you to know that it's okay if that is not your experience for a relationship. That the peak evidence that you are quote unquote healed or that you are whole or that you are mature is not necessarily that you can be best friends with someone that you were in an intimate relationship with for years. Rather, 
the sign that you have reached a sign of personal maturity is that you're able to acknowledge your feelings, be honest about your feelings, practice self-care and self-soothing around your feelings, own what you're feeling and take care of yourself and reach out for support and help if you feel like you need it, but to not judge and criticize yourself, to not try to make yourself fit into what works for somebody else, but look at what is working for me. What helps me feel happy? What helps me feel whole? Whenever whenever I think about how we can try to make ourselves feel a certain way in this context, I really want you to consider two questions. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Cosamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes on your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Cosamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Cosamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit costamaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pots Foaming Wash and Wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot Wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot Wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the Foaming Wash and Wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. First, this resistance that you have around this emotion. Let's say that you, there's an ex-relationship, an ex-romantic partnership that you still have a lot of intense emotions around. Even though you know it didn't work out, uh, maybe you know it didn't work out because it should have, y'all should have broken up, or maybe it didn't work out and you're replaying what could have gone differently, what you should have said, what they should have said, and so you're just caught up in that back and forth. What if instead of you fighting against it and feeling so much 
sadness that you have these emotions or feeling so much shame that you have these emotions, what if you practice some self-acceptance and self-compassion and said out loud or said to yourself, I still have love for this person and that is okay because I built a life with them because it is healthy to love and to connect to people. It is healthy to have feelings for another human being that you are devoted to. There is nothing wrong with me because I have care and compassion for this soul. And this is where I am today. And I'm going to practice compassion for the part of me that still has fondness and feelings for this person. And I'm not going to judge me because it is okay for me to have emotional connection. It's okay for me to want to connect. What if you use, instead of you looking for what's wrong with you and how those feelings are evidence that there's a deficit in you or that is a sign of immaturity, What if you saw the ability to love as a strength? And so it's not bad that you're connecting to someone. It's looking at who do I get to, who am I going to start choosing to allow into my heart, right? Loving hard is not a bad thing. But when we're constantly attracted to the unavailable people and the people who don't honor our love and the people who are inconsistent with communication and the people who play catch and release with us and play a game of chicken and ultimatums with us, or maybe you're the problem. (laughs) You know, we talk about that on the podcast all the time too. Maybe you're the one playing games, you know? So maybe it's, maybe it's, it's a balance of you love hard, but you don't know how to express love and be safe and feeling love and being safe and giving love. So you have to learn how to not let, let your trauma run the show, whatever it is, finding the strength in those emotions right? Same thing if this wasn't a romantic relationship and this was a family member and there is a family member that was just toxic. This happens a lot with people who have narcissistic parents. Even if you find that you end up cutting them off because that is your parent, because that's your father, because that's your mother. A lot of times it's not everybody because some of y'all are going to be like, that ain't me. (laughs) But for some of y'all, it very much is you miss them. Or you wish that you could have a conversation with them where they would just get it, where they would just apologize, where they would just be nicer, where they just would not be so critical. And you long for that. And and you've done the work in therapy. You've talked to people. and You know that the stuff that has happened is messed up. And so for the life of you, you cannot understand how you still can long for a connection to someone who has treated you so terribly. And it's because it is healthy and normal for a child to want to be connected to a parent. That is that is a bond that is unnatural when it is severed, abused, and when there's wounding. It's not supposed to be that way. And it is so sad and traumatizing when it when it works that way or when it when it happens to us in that way. But you wishing that you had a mom, you wishing that you had a dad, you wishing that you had a relationship with grandparents, if if one grandparent treated your other cousins or other people as favorites, but you were scapegoated, so you wish you had that relationship with a grandparent, like those are normal emotions to have. So same thing with the first example. What if you saw the desire to be connected to a parent as a strength, that that means that your heart is still working, that it means that you still do have a capacity to love And now, unfortunately, sadly, you have to find and connect with healthy maternal, paternal mentor figures to pour into you. 
And it's not that you go your whole life acting like this isn't a hole for you. We, we spend so much time trying to act like we don't care. Y'all, if we just stop trying to act so big and bad and then wondering why it doesn't work, wondering why as much as we try to push down our emotions and feelings, we still feel like shit, it's because we are not meant to do life alone. And people have done really shitty things to us. But that just says something about those... It's, mm. I was about to say that they're shitty people, but again, I catch myself knowing that some of us are those shitty people. <laughs> some of us are the ones who've done some shitty things. Um, so I'm trying to express compassion and grace depending on what side of the fence you're on because low-key, we've all been on both sides of the fence. We've all done our dirt and we've all had dirt done to us, but you, you get my point. You know, The things that people have done have no bearing on what you deserve and what you want to what you need and what you crave on the other side so that's love let's talk about anger you know same thing someone has done some really horrible things to you cheated on you lied to you used you betrayed you took you for granted whatever and so you have all this anger and you've been carrying around this anger for a long time and you're like i am tired of this like i don't want to feel these emotions anymore what if as part of self-acceptance part of that self-compassion instead of you seeing again it as a deficit or a weakness you being able to claim it as this is righteous anger this is legitimate anger this is righteous rage and these things shouldn't have happened to me for those who are like well i've been feeling angry for a long time why isn't it going away usually there's i think there's two i'll say two and if there's more then i'll add or i'll make amendments the first thing that comes to mind is we may feel anger a lot because we don't let it go all the way through. We have emotional constipation where the anger is starting to peek his head out. Sorry for the graphic image. <laughs> I got I have a three-year-old who's working through this right now, so it's top of mind. But we, we have this anger that's trying to come out and we are saying, well, that's enough anger. I don't need that. You know, I said it. I said my piece. I ran to somebody about it. And I said, you know what? But I'm not going to let anybody take my joy. I'm going to, I'm, you know, God's got me. Uh, I, for, I forgive them. Whatever you want to say to try to push that anger down. But you're not letting the full emotion go through. So it's still there. It's going to stay there until you let yourself feel all the emotions that you need to about it to the intensity that you need to for as long as you need to. Remember, emotions are like waves. They come up, but they also come down. The other reason why is because that there are emotions underneath the anger. You know, at our workshop this past weekend, we talked about that. We talked about the difference between primary emotions and secondary emotions. And a lot of times anger is what's covering up these deeper, more intimate, more personal emotions because anger is an emotion that feels very powerful. And if we have felt powerless or hopeless or used or neglected in a relationship, it's, anger is a very amazing emotion to tap into and lean into because it helps us feel like we can reclaim something. It helps us feel like we can protect ourselves and stop something like that from happening again. Make, make sure that wall goes up to where um, no one can disrespect us like that again. But anger is just one emotion and anger comes up when there's something tender that has been touched. So are you actually in touch with those tender emotions? And Sorry to tell you, if you've been feeling anger for years and you have not let yourself 
be sensitive and and be honest about that sensitivity sensitivity and be honest about that vulnerability you are going to just be starting and you don't get time served you know like you are starting your process when you start your process when it comes to this emotional release and so allow yourself that self-compassion to take your time don't don't hear what i just said and be like man I gotta. I just dealt with this for 10 years and now I'm starting over. How about, yes, thank God I know now. Thank God, like now I can finally be done with this. Now I know that there's a way out because once I move towards it, I'll be able to go through it. Remember, positivity. We are looking at our perspectives and how we see things. My recovery school student alumni, this is a recap. These are literally the things that we talk about all the time in our group calls and going through the what ifs and the whys and the shame and the back and forth. And, and so y'all know, because y'all have heard me say, it takes what it, what it takes. It takes as long as it takes. And switching our focus is how we work this, looking at our mindset, looking how we feel at ourselves, And so that is the work that we dig into. So thank you ladies for always being so inspiring to me with the work that y'all do to go deeper. And I always appreciate y'all because y'all make this platform even better. And you make me better as a coach. So just want to send y'all some love while I'm thinking about it right here. Uh, So that is the first question. All of that is the first question. If I started to practice some self-acceptance around this emotion, would it actually bring some peace and relief to me, even with the emotion still being present? So consider that. The second question that I would encourage you to consider uh, when it comes to do I really need to be wrestling with this intense emotion I have towards this person or this past relationship, whether or not it is love or whether or not uh, like positive intensity, feelings of love and infatuation or uh, uh, longing for them. Or the opposite extreme, which is still intensity, still passion, but it's more of the anger and the rage, right? That's that's why, y'all, we can go on the spectrum with people that we know we don't want to keep talking to. And one second, we are... Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Over heels, can't live without you. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. I need you, I need you, I need you. And then the next moment when something goes left, then, you know, I wish you were never here. Uh, I wish the death of a thousand suns on your head. You know, like it's just, it goes completely the opposite direction. It goes very left. It's all the same. It's all the same. So the way we work through it is by working through it and and taking our time and learning about why we have this intensity with this person and then learning how to give to ourselves what it is that we need. So with that said, considering that, the second question I want you to consider is, is harboring these emotions actually stopping me from moving on? Is it actually prohibiting me from living my daily life and most importantly, building new, healthy, growing relationships? 
Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So, for example, the love and longing and the intensity and the obsession and the rumination. Are you so intensely ruminating, fantasizing, obsessing about this previous person, this previous relationship that it stops you from making way for healthy, available people? Y'all have heard me say before that we have to stop, especially as love addicts, not deify people. The person that you are obsessing about. The person that you are overly connected to is a human being with flaws. And in your head, you may know that there are flaws, but then there's the other part of you that's like, but these are the wonderful parts or you, you want to you want to minimize them. You want to not focus on them. You want to just act like they didn't exist or that there's something that you could overcome with time and love or that's part some of us our fantasies are not even that there's a happily ever after but we're very addicted to fantasies of unrequited love we are very addicted to these romeo juliet star-crossed lovers forbidden love scenarios and it's what really gets us off the the unhavable the unattainable which on one hand yeah low-key is kind of sexy But then on the other hand, (laughs) those are really nice stories to read, right? Those are really nice movies to watch and then have them end in the way that they end. Sometimes with a happy ending, sometimes with not. But when this is your storyline for your whole life, you are building a narrative where you are always the person and you romanticize having a storyline of where you can never have love, where everything is always unattainable to you. And then in real life, you're also like really upset that things are unattainable to you. And so if you actually want to have attainable love, we got to look at why is this, why are these relationships that I really am glamorizing in my mind and why these relationships that in real life and tangible real life I am actively pursuing or not progressing in my life because they're the ones that I'm settling for what is there a part of me that does not believe that I can or will or should have something that's easy or better for me is there a part of me that wants the drama and doesn't believe that Healthy, happy love can be enjoyable when things are not on fire all the time. 
Is it possible that there can be intensity and love and passion that comes from pure enjoyment of the other person versus the fact that y'all have to solve a crisis every five minutes, you know? So have you made this previous lover the your one and only? Have you even glamorized, and maybe glamorized is not the right term because it has more of a positive connotation, but have you... Have you exalted, which is also not the right word, but it's the best word I have in this moment. Have you exalted a dysfunctional relationship with a parent or caregiver so much that it has made you so bitter to any and all types of love and other relationships? Because in your mind, if this person, if this relationship, which is supposed to be a foundational relationship, was so sour, there's no way that anybody else could come in and give me love that could ever fix that or replace that. And on one hand, to to call back to what I said earlier, I mean, your your relationship with your parents, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, are, are there. Um, and we have to find whatever closure or meaning to it that we, depending on what our story is. But, and I know I don't usually do buts, but I'm going to do a but here. But... That is one relationship when there are millions of people that you could be connected to as friends, as confidants, as chosen family, as romantic lovers, as mentees, I think I said as mentors, as guides, as leaders. There is so much abundance in the type of relationships that you could be cultivating and living in. And when you let this intense emotion stop you from living your life, you're robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself from the ability ability to have whatever you want. And so this intensity kind of goes into the negative too. So I'm going to kind of bridge here, like that exaltation of a negative relationship with the um family members, probably more of like the rage side. But my my point is still the same in that if you really are so upset with someone with what they have done to you or didn't do to you or do for you, the more you put your life on hold and stop and stop moving, the more you're giving them power. You're literally so upset with them for what they took from you and you are living your life on pause because of their bad decisions, because of their dysfunction, because of their horridness, because of their complete recklessness and selfishness. Like legitimately, truly, what they have done is wrong. It it should, maybe it should even be punished. Like if it wasn't just a, a simple misunderstanding, you know, and this is in no way to downplay the gravity of what happened to you. And, and baby, you have one life. You got one life to live. Even if you even if you believe in reincarnation, girl, we're here right now. We are here right now. So what do we need to do? What do I need to do to move through through, through this emotion? To dethrone them from having this this top seat in your mind. So since I'm talking about the negative emotions, let me say real quick what I'm not telling you right now is that you have to forgive to make this happen. I truly do believe in the power of forgiveness. I truly do believe, because I've seen and science is back, that when we carry the stress of rage, 
grudges, resentment, and all that in our body, it, it does. It literally does uh, attack our nervous system, attack our health. You know, so forgiveness is important. And y'all, some forgiveness is hard too. <laughs> forgiveness takes time. Forgiveness for some things can feel or just might be impossible, right? And I and I and I need to say that out loud because some of us are dealing with some really tragic soul crushing demeaning dehumanizing things that have happened to us and not only are we dealing with the wound of the trauma we're dealing with all this pressure that we can't move on and we can't be happy and we can't have a life unless we forgive no that's not what i'm saying or that's not one of one of the messages that i hope you get from this i want to say that we can expand our world to where we do not live our whole life in and bondage to the anger that we had, to what our daddy did, to our mama did, to what our ex-husband did, to what our ex-wife did, to what our oldest child did, that we can, that we can, same thing I said at the beginning with the other emotions, that we can honor the fact that they did this to me and that hurt and I'm hurt and I feel so much pain around it. And I'm going to allow myself grace for feeling these emotions. I'm going to allow myself space to work through it as I need to work through it in the time I need to. But also, it's time for me to start living my life. It's time for me to start living my life. And what is the life that I want to build? What is it that I need? And what do I need to give to myself and heal in myself to get there? What is the life that I want to create? Take your power back. Take your power back, whatever baby steps you need to, whatever it looks like for you. I want you to know that you have permission to do that. And it can look how it needs to look. The whole point in me doing this episode is there is so much variation in all of our healing stories. They're not going to look the same. For some of us, we are going to have exes that we are cool with, that we can say hi to. Maybe if we see them at a gathering, like we're, 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 connected to them or you know we can have a conversation and everything's fine and some of them we may want to jump on their grave and (laughs) and cover it with tar and that's okay too and still we may have some exes that move from a place of love to where uh there's always going to be a sensitivity there there's always going to be a fondness there which is also okay Uh, i didn't say this and I'm, i'm happy i remembered it when it comes to having positive feelings towards someone, it's, or even negative, you can notice that there's a spectrum and an ebb and flow there. There could be some relationships that start off very much like, man, like they're the only one and you know, it's so hard for me to find somebody else and I don't know that this is going to happen and like you'll go back to memories that y'all had, uh, the positive ones hopefully, and replay them and you kind of miss them, Right. And it feels very intense. And sometimes that that might morph into just neutrality as you grow. But sometimes it morphs into just kind remembrance. I'm never going to stop saying, y'all, if you spend years building something with someone, uh, connecting to them, sharing your heart with them, sharing your body with them, sharing your spirit with them, I just... I don't think it's a stretch to say that there won't be any tenderness there. For some people, no. And for some people, it's okay if there is. 
And I just wonder, since we're talking about not letting anger and rage and hurt from other people stop you from investing and being open to people who are not unavailable and not abusive and not neglectful, in the same way, same way with having this loving, tender feeling, you know, what if you just said that this was a relationship that for this season, it gave me some really great gifts. It also taught me some lessons, but it gave me some really great gifts. And that's what I remember with tenderness and fondness. But I get to still hold that as uh, a part of my heart, but I get to, or a part of my past, but I also get to open my heart towards people who can love me fully in situations that are fully built for me, where I don't have to compromise, where I don't have to settle, where I don't have to lower myself or lower my standards in order to to try to make something fit that isn't really bringing joy unless I feel small, unless I deny myself or unless I deny them. Because that's the other thing. Some of us have stayed in relationships with people out of guilt, uh, out of responsibility for them when really... The best thing that we could do if we actually love somebody and we know it's not working is to let them go. Let them go and be with someone who can wholeheartedly be there for them, not be there out of pity, not be there out of obligation, but because they fully love them. That's the best gift, best gift that you can give people sometimes is to make that separation. So I hope... I hope that this episode was helpful. It's a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. I I was thinking it was going to be a shorter episode because I am tired. I am tired. This workshop this past weekend, the Let Them Love You workshop, was so great. Uh, we spent, what, eight hours together, seven, eight hours together. And when we when I tell you we were all... We talked, talked about emotions, talked about all the things, got a lot of breakthroughs, and we all needed a nap <laughs> from all of that talking <laughs> and all that stuff. But um, everyone said they had a great time. I loved teaching everything I, I could teach and everything that I had to share. And so, uh, so thank you to the ladies who came this past weekend here in Houston. Loved meeting several, many of y'all in person that I never met before. Uh, and then also seeing y'all exchange information at the end. I hope y'all have some really free, fruitful relationships and friendships at the end um, or going forward. So, so yes, that's why I thought that this episode was going to be shorter, but it is okay. I feel like hopefully I said everything that needed to be said for today's episode. And for those of y'all who are listening, getting your whole life and saying, this is what I've been needing. Thank you. And this is what I've been needing, but also how do I actually start to put this in process? Or I have some tools that have been helpful or if I've been working in therapy towards doing this, but I'm still feeling stuck or I really just need to talk through my specific situation and, and be walked through what does this look like for me? Our recovery school program is the program. That is my coaching program. As you know, if you are not a new listener, this is the last time I'm teaching it live. So uh, we are having our final open house, our last open house. Uh, our open houses are enrollment open houses. So I talk about the program, the structure, what it entails, the price, the payment plans, all of that at the call. I'm there live to answer all of your questions and talk about who the program's for and who it's not for. So if you are wanting to work into work through that, 
working into the holidays, getting support, especially around family traumas and family triggers and things that'll come up and learning skills and having community support around that. I would love to have you. Uh, We have group calls every week, comes with private one-on-one phone calls. So um, that are attached to your homework assignments and things that we have as part of the program. So would love, love, love to have you. It is on our open houses on Tuesday, uh, August 30th at 6.30 p.m. CST. And we will be working together for our September cohort through December until the live portion closes. So the website to sign up is blackgirlsheal.org slash open house. If you have attended an open house in the past, have you been putting it off? Have you been saying, I want to work together, but I'm not sure when or how and but you're like, uh, uh, time is closing. Yes, time is closing. <laughs> so this is your opportunity. This is your chance before I transition out of this program. So I would love to have you. The link is also in the show notes for anyone who is driving or uh, doing something with their hands. You can click and you can find it there. So that is it for today's episode. I'm sending all of you so much love, so much abundance, so much positivity and warmth. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.